Welcome to Dad's Sense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future. This podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Jason's goal is to help you grow your financial future the right way. Now your host, Jason Fuchs. Hello, hello, and happy day. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to an almost two-year-old girl, Jewel. I'm also the managing director of SagePath Financial Advisors. And at SagePath, we're here to help you grow your financial future the right way. I am thrilled to be here today. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for being here. You could be listening to anything. You could be doing anything right now, but you chose to be here with us, and I appreciate you. Hey, Amber, you're back. Yes. Woohoo. Thanks for having me back again. It's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So, Amber, what's happening in November? We're just about a month away. November is the start, the official start of holidays. 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 Okay. What holidays are we talking about here? Thanksgiving and then leading into the Christmas season. That's true. Thanksgiving is going to be a big one. So Mm -hmm. my folks are driving down from Maryland. They've decided to rent an RV. (laughs) It'll be my mom, my dad my sister, Brittany, and then granddad. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And they're bringing their three dogs. Yes, three between the three of them, (laughs) yeah, or the group of them, yes. So depending on who's driving, it's about a 10 to 12-hour drive. So (laughs) we'll see if they actually make it. Oh, I think they're going to do great. I think it's going to be awesome, and it's something, you know, renting an RV and taking a little adventure is something we've thought about doing. So I'm excited for them. Uh, My dad, Joe, he said, as long as my mom feeds him sandwiches the entire time, he's driving, they'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she'll do that. That sounds like a good deal to me. Certainly. So I'm really excited about it. I've been going through all sorts of recipes, all sorts of things I can cook. And we're really, really excited to see him. It's been almost a year since we've seen everybody. You know, COVID has really kind of dampered our traveling plans. And I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, I am too. So what else is in November? Birthdays. Birthdays. Lots of birthdays. Yep. Yep. And you start us out with birthdays in November, right? Um, do I have the earliest November birthday? I, I think you're the I first do. one. I guess I do. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel any pressure. I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you have my brother, Mike. He's up next. Brittany, my sister. Mm-hmm. And then Amber and I, or Amber, you're Amber. <laughs> Jewel, <laughs> Jewel you and I, our daughter, Jewel, she is the 28th. I'm the 28th, and that's very helpful because I'll never forget her birthday. No, it's cool, though, too. I love that. Yeah, yeah, super neat. I love sharing that day with her. It's very, very special. And then, of course, you have Mike's wife, Erin. Mm-hmm. She closes us out for uh, the month of November. Yeah, I think so. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's more birthdays out there. I hope we're not forgetting anyone. It'll just be a, a month of uh, birthday cakes, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> birthday cakes and... Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Very exciting month. From a political standpoint, though, (laughs) what happens in November? I guess the election. All right. Definitely not the first thing I think of in the month of November, but yes. (laughs) We made it there. Yeah, we got there. (laughs) Looped around. Yeah, yeah. You know, elections, they can move the market, but that doesn't mean you should change your approach when it comes to investing. And guess what our financial topic of today's episode is? 
Turkeys and elections. <laughs> Turkeys and elections. <laughs> we'll be talking about what you need to know about investing during an election. Uh, this is something that will impact all of us investors. So, very important topic. But hey, if you're tired about hearing of, if you're tired of hearing about the election, if you're not interested in the topic, don't leave just yet. I recently pur- purchased a new grill slash smoker, and I'm obsessed with this thing. It's true. He is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Today, I'll share with you a great recipe I have for marinated grilled pork chops. This is something different, not your typical pork chop recipe, and it's really easy to prepare. So I'm pretty excited to share it with you. Before we get into that, though, I want to take a few minutes and share with you what's on my heart, what I'm most excited about this week, and I want to hear from you. I've been getting a lot of emails, and I love what I'm getting, so please keep it coming. I want to know what you're thinking about today. What's on your mind? What are you most excited about? How are you feeling? The email address is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com and my phone number is 904-366-9388. All of that information is in the description of the podcast. Well, Amber, I think we've almost done it. We've almost potty trained Jewel. Yeah, yeah. We uh, took the long uh, weekend strategy and have made it through that part at least. Yes. Yep. Closed all the doors, shut all the blinds, boarded up the windows, hurricane mode, right? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) No, we, we locked ourselves in the house with Jewel over a weekend and, um, we did the potty training boot camp style. Yeah. Very neat. It turned out to be a good weekend that we picked to do it because it was one of the first weekends that we had had where it was rainy all weekend yeah, no so, surfing <laughs> yeah there was a tropical storm i think in the gulf and it was affecting our weather as well but um we made it through that weekend yeah we did it, <laughs> it saturday the first part was a little rough uh, <laughs> but towards the end of the day it's it's almost like the light bulb went on it, she yeah. started getting it it was really cool and i know we were texting with uh your brother and his wife on that day and they checked in with us i remember it was around three o'clock in the afternoon and we were both like oh gosh this is really rough (laughs) and then like very shortly after that was when joel really had a big light bulb moment Mm -hmm. and that was so cool to see her really understanding what we were doing and feeling proud of herself and being you know successful in that way absolutely and it was really a challenge, if you will, was trying to maintain that positive momentum yeah. throughout the day. But what I liked about the experience is how you and I kind of pull each other aside and express <laughs> how we were feeling in the moment. And that helped me get it out. That way I could maintain that positive outlook around Jewel. Yeah. Because yeah. that was so important. And, you know, that was one of the things that really gave her confidence to kind of grasp the concept of the whole potty training thing. Yeah, I think we did a good job of sidelining with each other out of <laughs> earshot and <laughs> eyeshot. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree. And I think that's something that I feel fortunate we have a good partnership in that way. I agree. Yeah. Um, but it was a challenging first day, overall very successful weekend. And I'm really proud of her. And, and I think it's cool because she's proud of herself, too. Absolutely. And what's really neat, as a result of the potty training process, it's like this, this new attitude is showing up and it's neat because she has this kind of swagger about her now. (laughs) She, she walks around with this, 
maturity that she didn't otherwise have. And I get, get it. She's only two years old. So it's not like, you know, she's interacting with us, having conversations, but it's so neat having her, seeing her grow and seeing her develop. Yeah, I agree. I think it's been, it's just been another really cool thing to see her go through and another stepping stone in her growth and transformation. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if only we could eat, get her to eat her vegetables <laughs> consistently <and> consistent foods <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe another weekend we'll see <laughs> i think it's a good time to talk about food what do you think yeah let's do it all right so let's talk about that marinated grilled pork chop recipe i have uh, let's get into that now i found this recipe on a website called dinner at the zoo love the name <laughs> These grilled pork chops, they're soaked in a flavorful marinated. Then they're cooked to golden brown perfection. A quick, easy recipe, perfect for any barbecue or summer gathering. And look, I get it. Summer is technically over, but Amber, I refuse to let it go. <laughs> Maybe because it's still 80 or 90 degrees here in Florida, though. Yeah, that could be so have something to do with it, but it could also be the fact that you have... A new grill. That is true. And I'm, I'm obsessed with this thing. Yes. <laughs> In my opinion, pork chops, they're an underrated cut of meat. They're inexpensive. They're juicy. They have a ton of flavor. There are some great ways to prepare pork chops, like mushroom pork chops, brown sugar, and the simple yet satisfying recipe that I'm going to lay out for you here today. These pork chops, they can also be broiled or pan seared in cold weather months or if you just don't feel like heating up the grill. Be sure to check the recipe out on our blog, sagepathfa.com. And with that being said, I think we can transition into our financial topic of today's episode, what you need to know about investing during an election. The following is based on an article I published. So if you'd rather read it, check out the blog, email me. I can send it to you directly. Call me, whatever you need. Like any big news event, U.S. presidential elections, they can cause ripples or even waves in the stock market. In November 2016, for example, let's hop in our magical time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's victory, it sent the Dow futures plunging 900 points on election night as investors reacted to the unexpected outcome. The next day, though, the market shot up, rallying the stock market. And that kind of volatility, it may sound like a big deal, but election-related market movements, they don't necessarily have an effect on long-term market returns. What's more, changing your investment strategy in response to the market's short-term ups and downs can actually end up doing more harm than good. For instance, selling stocks during a sudden dip, it can mean locking in your losses and missing out on market rebounds. And nobody wants that, right, Amber? No, I'm in for the rebound. <laughs> You're in for the rebound, as am I. <laughs> Here's a look at how elections can move the market and how to stay invested for the long term despite that short-term volatility. You ready, Amber? Ready. All right, here we go. There's something called the election effect. Have you heard about this, Amber? No. Generally speaking... Elections, they don't affect the underlying trends shaping the stock market and economy in the long term. These trends, they tend to continue across administrations after the White House changes hands. The rising stock market leading up to the 2016 election, it continued to rise in the months and years after the election, despite volatility on election day. 
Similarly, the unemployment rate was on a steady decline and it continued to fall even after the election. That said, new leadership in Washington can mean shifts in things like tax law, regulations, spending priorities, or, you know, all of that can affect businesses. Investors, they watch these new administrations closely and stock prices, they can rise or fall if they anticipate significant policy changes. The two major parties, they have different reputations in this area, but the stock market has soared and struggled under both Democratic and Republican administrations. So when considering markets over the long run, the impacts of election, positive or negative, they're pretty short-lived. As a result, investors, they should remain focused and stay focused on that long-term strategy rather than making investment moves in response to that short-term volatility. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So how do you stay invested for the long term, Amber? Well, I would reach out to my husband, a.k.a. my financial advisor, to help me with that. All right. That's a great answer. <laughs> That's the best answer I have because well, I, don't, I don't know the answer otherwise. Well, I appreciate your trust and confidence <laughs> as a husband and as your financial advisor. Absolutely. <laughs> So the time-tested principles of long-term investing, they hold true even during election years. There are three. So I'll get into those now. One, what you want to do is you want to build a long-term plan and stick to it. Long-term investment plans, they're built with your goals, your time horizon, your risk tolerance in mind. These plans count for, they account for how much money you'll need to save over a given period to reach your goal and how much risk you're willing to take to get there. This risk, it's managed through something called asset allocation, diversification. I'm sure you've heard these terms before, Amber, Amber especially <laughs> since you're married to a financial advisor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, a well-built long-term plan, it already accounts for short-term fluctuations like potential ups and downs these elections can cause. Sticking to the plan, it can help you more safely ride out those periods. Okay, number two, focus on the big picture. Stock market downturns, they're a natural part of the economic cycle, the market cycle. In the past, markets, they tend to be up over long periods. In fact, if you look at the market, it's historically produced positive returns over 15-year rolling periods. Sticking with your long-term investing plan can help you capture some of those gains. You ready for number three? I'm ready. All right. Avoid making emotional decisions. And this is an important one. Humans are not always rational beings. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise, right? Yes. News <laughs> stories about market dips around elections, they may make you feel prone to sell. But if you react emotionally to those short-term market developments, it can have long-term consequences. As a result, what you might want to do is limit how often you look at your investment portfolio and, if necessary, avoid news that inflates the economic consequences of the election. So we're going to close this out, Amber. Remember, many variables, they can affect the stock market in the short term and presidential elections are just one of them. Because short-term periods of volatility are a natural part of the market cycle, a strong investment plan based on your personal goals, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, they'll already take volatility into account. This is something you and your financial advisor should be talking about. 
And lucky for you, <laughs> we do talk about it because you're married to your financial advisor. <laughs> yep. Not everyone is, though. <laughs> you know, advisors and, and everyone, generally speaking, we, we can't predict the future. But you need a financial plan in place that accounts for these types of uncertainties. And Amber, we have that plan in place. And how does that make you feel during periods of market volatility? Uh, I have a lot more security and confidence in not knowing that I have to worry. And and all of that is incredibly important, right? Oh, my gosh. There's so many other things to have anxiety about, like <laughs> teaching your daughter how to do potty training. Or trying to get her to eat vegetables. Or trying to eat vegetables. So <laughs> Not I pouches. can limit my anxiety to things like that instead of worrying about fluctuations in the market. Exactly, exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have a financial advisor or if you'd like a fresh look at your financial plan, please contact me. I'd be happy to help. The phone number is 904-366-9388. And the email is jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. Again, all of that can be found in the description of the podcast. Amber, anything you'd like to add? I am so glad that I'm married to my financial advisor. And your financial advisor is so glad that he's married to you. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's episode. We'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Dad Sense. Thank you for listening. Make it a great day. This show is meant for general information and is not intended as specific investment recommendations or advice. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information presented here should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of FSC. This information was obtained from Oxley Institute. Sage Path is located at 512 Rosebud Lane, Neptune Beach, Florida, 32266. Jason can be reached at 904-366-9388 or jfuchs at sagepathfa.com. <laughs>